Welcome to Happily Holistic. I'm Amy Lee Mercree, and I'm a medical intuitive with 20 years of experience. I've written 15 books on health and wellness. If you've had a medical intuitive session with me, you know that the thoughts and emotions within you, what has been passed down from your ancestors, and everything that surrounds you can impact your well-being. In this podcast, we touch on my favorite ways for you to improve your health and feel more joy. We dive deeply into everything health and wellness with a big dash of spirituality and a sprinkle of business. We spotlight the uplifting and the positive and share the secret ways top wellness authors and celebrities get inspired, stay healthy, and enjoy this beautiful life. I can't wait to get happily holistic with you today. Hello, hello, and welcome to Happily Holistic. I'm so excited to have Nicole Jardim here with us today. Hi, Nicole. Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me. I cannot wait to get into this discussion. I'm excited for us to chat. And um, did I pronounce your last name correctly? You did. Okay, awesome. Good job. (laughs) Yay. So Nicole, yes, (laughs) Nicole is uh, the author of Fix Your Period, which I have right here and I'm about to dive into. I'm very excited to do that. She's also a certified women's health coach, a writer, a speaker, a mentor, She's the creator of Fix Your Period, a series of programs that empower women to reclaim their hormone health using a method that combines evidence-based information with simplicity and sass. Fun, sassy. (laughs) Nicole has been called on as a woman's health expert for sites such as The Guardian, Well and Good, Mind Body Green, and Healthline. Thank you so much for being here, Nicole. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to have you here and for us to talk about periods because there's no need for there to be a stigma. And I would love from a feminist perspective for all of us who have periods or had periods, you have to talk about them openly as much as possible. So I'm excited that we get to do that. Same here. I could not agree with you more. I never in a million years thought I would be doing this for a living, but here I am. And I've talked about them basically every day of my life for the last 10 years. And I'm all about everyone talking about their periods openly and not being weirded out by them. Yes, I love that. And even as an entrepreneur who, everyone who works for me are women. I guess I have one person who is a man who works for us sometimes, but besides that, it's all women. And I love that we can create an atmosphere that can be harnessing the power of our cycle and also like understanding, you know, when things are happening and we can be flexible because of that. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, I want to start by asking you Bri, just to tell us what got you into this work, how, like how this started for you. Yeah, for sure. I had terrible teenage periods. That was mm-hmm. basically the gist of it. And I know yeah. so many women can relate to this. Yeah. Me personally, I had no idea that there was anything wrong. My mom had had terrible periods, in fact, yeah. worse than mine. So she just assumed this was all normal. And, you know, that again, that's like the perpetuation of the generational 
problems with periods that you know our mothers, yeah. their mothers didn't know that this was abnormal. And so as a result, for years, I had really heavy periods. Like I was scared to go to school when I had my period because being a teenager is hard enough as it is yes. without leaks through your clothing. Oh man. And, right? I was so traumatizing. Like yes. basically I'm ready to leave the planet. Thank yeah. you very much. <laughs> so yeah. I only had one accident at school and it basically it traumatized me. So yeah. that you know, that was an ongoing issue. I would stay home a lot because the pain was so bad. I would literally mm. see scars from the amount of pain I experienced. Wow. And they were long. I mean, they went on for days and days. And mm. we'll get into what's normal, what's not. But yes. all of this felt normal because it didn't start out that way, but it just progressively got worse and worse. And I just assumed based on my friends and what my mom said that this was kind of my lot in life and I had to just mm -hmm. deal with it. And finally, what started to happen was I would get these longer and longer cycles where suddenly it was three or four months and I hadn't gotten a period. And I thought, well, this is great because wow. I want my period. And right. Finally, my mom said, oh, okay, that didn't happen to me. Let's go to the doctor. And we went and she just immediately prescribed the birth control pill. And I just thought, that's what they do. Panacea. I am so happy right now because, yeah. of course, I was, I was like 18, 19 so ready to be done with these horrible periods. Exactly. And it's exactly what happened. You know, I, I got lighter periods. They basically became way less painful. Uh, they were on time. They were not heavy. They were not any of those problems I was having. Yeah. And that went on for a few years. And then I started having all of these seemingly unrelated side effects. And that was where I just, I was completely in the dark. I had no idea yes. what to do. I had chronic UTIs, chronic infections. Mm. My gut health was a disaster. My I'm hair sure. was falling out, skin issues, you know, you name it. Like across yeah. the board, I had the, I was sort of the poster child, I suppose you could yeah. say for post pill or pill side effects. And, exactly. And that ended up being uh, the, the impetus for me to finally get some help because I saw all these doctors, nobody suggested that the pill could be the problem. Wow. And I'm sure so many can relate to this. And yes. finally, I saw an acupuncturist and he was my catalyst for all of the change that I needed to have happen in my life. And that was really where I started making diet and lifestyle changes. I got off the pill and, and that mm -hmm. changed everything for me. So that was what put me on this trajectory. And that yes. was like 18, 17 years ago. It was a long time. Yeah. Yes. It, oftentimes it starts with, with ourselves. Um, I've been a medical intuitive for 20 years. And some of that started with my own journey as well. And I will say as a medical intuitive, uh, so, so many women coming in with so many side effects from, you know, synthetic hormonal supplementation, specifically the birth control pill, and probably one of the factors in our infertility crisis right now as well. Oh, 100%. I have seen it yeah. so many times and I, I feel like our bodies are so unique. This modern medicine, one size fits all approach, obviously mm -hmm. is really problematic because mm -hmm. bodies don't work the same for everybody. Yeah. And so of course there are going to be a variety of side effects and some people might feel fine, others will not. And yeah. I was one of those people. And I think it's so important for us to acknowledge that. And you know, there's a lot of gaslighting in the medical field mm -hmm. around our symptoms. Well, it doesn't show this yeah. in the science or you're, you know, right. nobody else I've seen has this problem. And mm -hmm. yet when you have it, that's what you're told. And yeah. on your way thinking, okay, am I, is there something wrong with me? Am I imagining this? Is this in my head? So I really mm -hmm. encourage everyone to honor that you are having the symptoms that you're having. And there's a reason for that. And your body is clearly communicating to you. 
Absolutely. And our bodies do. And, and that's as a medical intuitive, that's like basically what I help people do is decode the message. What is the body trying to tell you? Cause it, cause it is. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I know we only have like our certain, you know, 20, 30 minutes kind of time. So I want us to dive in and give our listeners some really great tips. And I was saying to Nicole before we started recording that I was excited to read her book, Fix Your Period. Here it is for anyone who's watching us on YouTube. You can see the cover, um, which is very pretty and I enjoy the colors. It's a nice cover. I know as writers, we don't really get to pick you probably didn't have a lot of say in this did you oh I fought hard for that that was you a big for it. challenge I love it. yes I know they eventually relented I, love it. I got pretty much what I wanted which worked out well people were I not, love it. not happy there's a lot yeah. of men making this decision and they were clearly very uncomfortable with the subject matter ha! <laughs> I know but my editor worked with me on that one and, and yes that, so it worked out well yeah so we were talking before and I was saying I was excited to read the book because I had an interesting period last month, although I don't, I, because of, you know, lots of natural and chemical free non endocrine disrupting stuff I do. I don't have terribly bad periods. But anyway, so we can use me as, as an example, Nicole was saying, and then we can also kind of segue from there to com maybe common problems or yeah. common symptoms that people have. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds that? great. Hopefully yeah. it's great for everybody else too. Yeah, so one of the things that um, I was wondering, like I was gonna look in your book and try to track down is why my period is, so the beginning of it this month and generally lately has been a nice um, bright red, which I feel like is good, like healthy blood it definitely goes later into the darker because it's old blood, mm -hmm. but it goes to tiny, like just a really tiny bit for a long time. Usually for me, that's seven days tops. However, I noticed this month, even I knew I ovulated because of the discharge change and I started to feel it. And that was on, I think day 12. And there was still the faintest, faintest tinge of a tiny bit of the brown and I was like wow this went really long where it didn't have a set conclusion so I was wondering what what, what happens there hormonally and because then I'll figure out what to do about it oh so sure. any thoughts yeah it's a, that's a really great question because it's yeah. an ongoing issue for a lot of people I would say the first thing is so you notice the brownish type of spotting post period for like three to four days well, no, so I had like my regular period that is heavier on day one and day two, mm -hmm. not crazy heavy, which I had in the past, but I've worked, I used to have it be anemic and stuff. I've worked on all that. Yeah. So it was pretty normal day one, day two into day three, it tapered. And as it tapers, it goes into that browner little mm -hmm. bit. And that went on for then all the way to day 12. So that means that went on for nine more days, but okay. less and less and less and less. So on that last day, I mean, I would have considered my period over, but, but seeing the dish, the sticky discharge, it had a faint tinge of brown. I was like, wow, there's still a tiny bit there. That's new. Okay. That's new. I think. And that only happened this one time. Yes. Yes. Okay. 
Well, I think first of all, we should all give ourselves a little bit of grace because this pandemic has caused yes. major period disruption. Yeah. I've been calling them pandemic periods because oh. literally I've heard yes. everything. I've heard all the stories of, yes. you know, my period has been longer, more painful, yeah. heavier, uh, more disrupted, my PMS yeah. is out of control, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so that's one potential cause that just may be happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. the stress of it all. And um, it's good that you are noticing that you ovulated because that's, you know, yeah. one sign too, right? You want to be paying attention yeah. to ovulation happening consistently every cycle because ovulation yeah. is really how we make the bulk of our sex hormones, estrogen, progesterone, yeah. testosterone. And those are critical not only for your period to work properly, yeah. but the rest of your body too. So that's mm-hmm. the other thing. And then like what I think about when I see something like what you just described, there are mm-hmm. a few things. So the first is, um the structural components yeah our uterus is obviously sitting in our pelvic bowl and what happens with the uterus sometimes if we are chronically wearing high heels or chronically Mm. sitting and not you know not moving our bodies the way we need to be moving them there can be malposition and Ah. yes i know right fun stuff if you were to fall did something happen my gynecologist told me my uterus was small and tilted yes I know and, and a lot of people's are tilted. Oh, sorry, uh-huh. you're going to say something else. And that month, this month too, I broke out like way more than I usually don't. I mean, I've got makeup on still covering what's healing. Oh, interesting. Okay. So you noticed but that the addition. androgens were extra. Okay. So mm-hmm. you, okay. So there's the structural stuff. So we'll talk about okay, that for a second. On. So the tilted yeah. uterus, um, you know, this is, this is really common. Uh, what I find is that this can be addressed. There are multiple ways to do that. Oftentimes I refer people to a pelvic physical therapist. Uh You can work with someone to be assessed to see what's going on there. I I also am a big fan of visceral manipulation. And so really what that is, is like deep tissue manipulation, right? So you could see someone who does that. There's also something called Mercier therapy. So my friend Jennifer Mm. Mercier, she oh. got to this therapy and mm-hmm. he has a ton of training in this field and it was due to her endometriosis yeah. and so it's like deep uterus manipulation it's hard yeah. for her. <laughs> Which not, it's external happen. but it's yeah. amazing I've actually had it done and because I was experiencing what you were experiencing this like brown spotting post really and I feel like it starts to happen more as you get into your late 30s early 40s yeah. and you know hormones change yeah. So I was like, let me just see if this is going to help. It's completely changed my period. Like my period blood. I want to get it. It's mm-hmm. really interesting. I really think that everyone should look into this at some yeah. point or another, just because it can be really useful. So yeah. anyways, that, that's like the structural component. So everyone, okay. knows, like if your uterus is tilted back, it's just harder for that muscle, those muscles to get the blood out. So it slows it down. Oh, I see. Yeah, I see. Hence the I reason see. you see the brown blood, right? Because blood oxidizes as it doesn't all leave too. Yes. Okay. At the same time. And so you might notice uh, the tail end, or you might notice in the beginning of the next one, it's just from Sometimes the, first, yeah. the last period, that kind of thing too. But I find That's that- That's good info. Yeah, I think it's really helpful for all of us to recognize that there are people who work on the structure of our pelvis. I love that. Yeah, and my the gynecologist had told me too that if I wanted to have children, which actually I I don't, that she would have to go in and tilt it back. She'd have to adjust it. Well, you don't have to do that. (laughs) 
Luckily, I don't have to yeah, do that. I mean, if you wanted kids, even if you did want kids, you could go to someone who I've just described. This sounds better. Yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it hurts. Trust me. That, yeah. The Mercier therapy was hardcore. It was. Okay. <laughs> but it is one of those things that you will see a, a remarkable difference. And yeah. then I, this is for anyone really who feels like they have pelvic floor dysfunction or any kind of stagnation. So that's the next thing I find is that because we're sitting like in this bent position all day, I mean, yeah. our uterus, our ovaries, everything is right down there and we're, they're just sort of squished in. So, you know, a lot of the time this can cut off like proper circulation. So mm. this kind of pelvic massage or pelvic therapy can be super helpful for that for as well. That mm -hmm. Back into the position where they're getting optimal blood, there's optimal blood flow. And, you know, mine abdominal massage therapy as well is another one that mm -hmm. external massage that people do. And so I would say that the blood flow issue can be problematic as well. And of course, nutrients, certain nutrients play a role in, right. yeah, how our, our ovaries function. So it's, a, you know, it's sort of like a full body experience, mm -hmm. as you could say, you've got to take a full body approach. Yeah. Those are some of the things I'm thinking about for right. the, the blood spotting that you're experiencing. Thank you. I think I'm going to look, I'm going to look into that and get that um, manipulation yes. done. Mm -hmm. We'll be right back after this short break. Hey there, it's Amy Lee Mercree. People have been asking what to expect when you book a medical intuitive session with me. Whether you have had a medical intuitive session before or are completely new to the idea, working with a medical intuitive may be right for you if you are looking to uncover the root cause of one or more mild to moderate health concerns. Working with me is not designed to take the place of seeing an integrative doctor or your chosen health practitioner. The way a session begins is you get to share your questions and concerns. After that, I say an opening invocation, which is adapted from something shared with me by my late medicine teacher about 25 years ago. It invites your highest vibrational spirit guides to participate in the session. These may be ancestors, angelic guides, or other benevolent non-physical beings. After the invocation, I let you know which guides want to talk with you and what they have to say. We address your questions and concerns and find resolutions and answers. If there are health issues, we find the root causes of the issues. To learn more about my medical intuitive work, check out the work with me page on amyleemercree.com. Especially, see, I'm really glad we talked about it because even though that, that gynecologist had said that years ago, I really wouldn't have connected that with, with how this period went. And it's I think what it's showing me is maybe it's, you know, I'm, it's shifted a little bit more. I do a lot of dance and stuff like that. So oh, it maybe yes. just got a little, just, you know, out of alignment there. A hundred percent. That happens mm -hmm. a lot with dance classes. In fact, yeah. the woman who I was working with in New Jersey, she was doing the Mercier therapy on me. And yeah. she was saying that the number one reason women come to her is because they take Zumba classes and all of these other classes and their cores aren't strong enough. So they end up throwing out other yes. muscles and, and causing problems structurally. Yes. So yeah. it makes a lot of sense because I love dance. 
dance classes. I do too. And I, and I would, and you know, if I was this month too, now that I think about it, I was doing less weight training and mm. took a little break from things because I was busy and then went back to dance and noticed I didn't have as much core strength. Oh, interesting. Look so that. it probably See? nudged it a little more in the, whatever this direction is. I think that's what that is. Yeah. She fixed my period. <laughs> in 10 minutes flat. Yes. <laughs> Who's okay. next? I guess no, we can. Seriously. Oh my gosh. Let's take a look. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that, that resonates. I feel like that's what it is. Okay. Awesome. I need to find someone who does that. Yes. Yay. Yeah. So if we, since we don't, since we're recording and we're not live, if we were to now answer the questions of a couple of like the top people, top, the top, you know, uh, imaginary clients that you have, like some of the top things that we, our audience might like to hear about. Yeah. What would they Let's be? Okay. So yeah. I would say, you know, when I have a quiz on my website, because I feel like Perfect. everyone loves a period quiz. And yes. when we're talking about the more popular, I, I can't say popular, because obviously they're not popular, they're not fun. Yeah. But the more common, common. symptoms, yeah. I suppose you could say PMS, and premenstrual syndrome, yeah. as well as period pain and heavy periods, basically yeah. top the list of Those are the, the most common yeah. issues that, that women experience. And mm -hmm. then in addition to that, I would say that missing or irregular cycles are, are definitely up there as well. So yeah. those are the things that I see more often than not. Mm -hmm. I think, I think so too, as far as from a medical intuitive perspective, I hear about all of that too. Can yeah. our, can our listeners book, do you work with pr clients privately as a coach, correct? Yes, I do. Well, I'm, I'm easing back into that after writing a book. <laughs> Yeah. You know, obviously, you know this because you've yeah. written tons of books. When I looked up how many books you've written, I was like, oh my goodness, how is this even possible? Because the first one just about killed me. <laughs> you have a, this is a thick book, though. Some of these books are like considerably thinner. So remember yes. that. You, you wrote all of those. That is incredible. <laughs> Truly, I'm in awe of you. And oh, I, like you. I said, this one was so hard, but. I will say that now that I'm coming back to life, I am going to start, I'm going to, I have a group coaching program as well as. Okay. Mm -hmm. So people can, cause I think people are going to hear this and go, I want her to fix my period. <laughs> she can just go I do it. Definitely help for sure. Yeah. So let's, let's say this people who have, um, heavy periods. I know I used to be that person yeah. and some serious anemia, which I didn't realize what it was. But so for people who used to have heavy, who have heavy periods now, what would be, I know it's pretty general. So yeah. maybe see if you can break that down for us a little bit. Like what would be some of the causes and the remedies and things they could start looking at? For sure. I, you know, I find with heavy periods, generally speaking, when you think about just the population as a whole, I would say that the number one cause is some kind of hormonal imbalance that's driven by lifestyle factors. So I just want yeah. everyone to remember your hormones don't exist in a vacuum. They are all yeah. interconnected. They're working with each other. They're communicating with each other via the endocrine glands, like mm -hmm. you know, your ovaries, your thyroid, your adrenals, all of these are, are talking to each other. And mm -hmm. so when it comes to hormonal imbalances, there isn't just like one hormone that gets out of whack. It's going to be all of them, generally speaking, but you're going to yeah. notice these symptoms. And heavy periods, I feel like, is one of those really classic examples yeah. of a hormonal imbalance. 
yet we're not really taught this. And so oftentimes mm -hmm. what typically happens is the hormonal imbalance that I see is this estrogen dominant situation. Estrogen yeah. is dominant over its sister hormone, progesterone. And yeah. these two hormones, when they're out of balance, oftentimes you'll notice heavy periods, uh -huh. uh, you'll notice long periods, you'll find that you have a, a increasing PMS symptoms, you'll yeah. notice breast tenderness or breast pain, uh, bloating, um, things and mood changes, like I was saying with the PMS. So those are some yeah. of the symptoms and then the heavy periods as well. And really what this means is if you think about estrogen, estrogen is just the hormone that is the builder hormone, it's building up your lining. And then the progesterone comes in and just sort of smooths it all out and stops what estrogen is doing. Mm. And so when we don't have enough progesterone, estrogen yeah. is just left to its own devices and it just keeps on growing that lining. Yeah. And then we run into major problems. I see. Yeah, so I that's see. like one of the biggest issues that that's I find. That's why the period's heavy. Yes, Additionally exactly. to all this other symptoms that are caused by it, the mood symptoms, the vasodilating headaches, plus it's still growing a thicker lining. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So this is why all these symptoms usually accompany a heavier period, not always. So yeah. that's the first more common reason. The other thing I want to highlight too is bleeding disorders like von Willebrand disease. So there are multiple bleeding disorders, yeah. but what's really interesting is that they affect a significant portion of the population. And it's so important for us to to look into that and to get proper mm. testing. I actually had had people on the podcast recently from the CDC and, and I think it's the National Bleeding Disorder Association because they have a new uh, project where they're trying to get awareness out there of this because if you've had a really heavy period from the get-go from since you were 12 whenever you had your first period yeah. and it used to be that way and you're struggling with anemia or other you know symptoms like exhaustion mm -hmm. fatigue then what you'll find is that you may have a bleeding disorder and this is often not diagnosed until pregnancy or childbirth when wow. you, know, you might have you might bleed ex extensively so right. really important to get to look into that if you've had bleeding that's heavy from the very beginning and the, and nothing really works like lifestyle yes. things don't work as well yes um the other thing i would say too is thyroid disease so yeah. low thyroid function or hypothyroidism is a big player in heavy periods because mm. when we don't have enough thyroid hormone, we don't make enough progesterone. And then we don't have enough progesterone. We don't make enough thyroid hormone. So it's kind of a vicious yes. cycle that we get stuck in, but also too, we actually need thyroid hormone to help with um, blood clotting and, and things like that. So there are multiple mm. reasons why your thyroid plays a role in your heavy period. So that's another one to look into. And I feel like testing for thyroid is really challenging in the conventional medical yes. world. Yes, you know this. Yes. And so I, I made sure to put more of the optimal or functional ranges in the thyroid chapter of my book because I really feel exactly. like we need to get our test results, keep a copy of them, make sure that you have yeah. them on hand so you can really reference them against these more optimal ranges. So that's, you know, yeah. those are the main reasons for heavy periods that I see often. Those are great, great points. I think that could, will be incredibly helpful to our listeners who may have that happening yes. and so sorry amy i was going to say oh, to you really yes. quickly endometriosis adenomyosis and fibroids also very much by that estrogen dominance but contributed to by other lifestyle factors as well you know yes. chronic underlying inflammation the mm. thyroid issue like i said um gut related problems liver yes. issues so those conditions too will certainly potentially contribute to the to heavy period issues that people experience Absolutely. And that's a, that's a really good point. I've also noticed with 
with thyroid function and thyroid testing, it's challenging too, because there are a lot of people who may be in like the low normal range and really their optimal needs to just be a little bit higher yes. and they don't get the intervention that they need. Yes, I know. It's yeah. so true. I know. We I should talk that. about that. Like the intervention is so challenging because yeah. we have, we live in a society that has just perpetuated these menstrual cycle issues as being yeah. normal for so exactly. long. And so we just assume that these catastrophic periods that we have every month are totally normal. And I'm constantly saying to my followers and to the people in my community that we don't look at knee pain or ankle pain or whatever pain in our bodies as being normal. It's always reflective of something else deeper going on. Yes. Cannot look at uterine pain or something going on with your menstrual cycle as being completely normal and okay it's 100% a barometer for your overall health and very much reflective of what's going on with your hormones in general. It absolutely is. I yeah. agree with that tenfold. Yes. I, I really do. And, and we really have been right. I mean, think about the sort of, you know, old colloquialism where people would call a period of the curse. You know, we're, we've been raised that it's bad, it's taboo, oh, yeah. it's gross, it's going to hurt, and, you know, and it's bad to be a woman. And for us to reclaim that, A, from a health perspective and say, no, this isn't how it should be. We, we have the potential to feel good all month long and every month from a physical standpoint. And we're going to talk about this. And it's a superpower, it's a strength because it amplifies our creativity and all of these other things that we can help shift the thinking around this in every echelon. Amen to that. I could not agree with you more. I think about this often. And one of the ways I I have women who come to me start to really discern why they feel the way they do about their periods Mm -hmm. is to ask them to tell their period story. Tell yes. me what, what, what happened to you at, in yes. puberty and when you got your first period? Yes. Was it traumatic for you? And have you had really terrible periods for you know, the majority of your yes. life? How have you been traumatized by your period? So you've come to the point where you hate it or you hated it from the very beginning. I had one yes. woman tell me that she was 12 on a boat for a birthday party. She was in a white bikini. And oh. it, yes, right. And there uh-huh. was no way she was getting back to shore. And she was like, and I still shudder when I think about this and I'm in my thirties. So we have yes. to do work around this. Like we, we might do. even need some therapy to figure out, you know, why we're yes. so traumatized by our periods and Absolutely. talking about it really helps a lot. And talking with people who you trust is yes. so critical because these negative symptoms that you can, you experience then and possibly continue to experience today are really important to address because otherwise it's going to be harder to, to really fully feel like your period is, is, is okay. Not only is it okay, it's, it's a natural part of being, you know, embodied in a female form. And if we can embrace that and fully, you know, in integrate that in every aspect of our lives, it can actually be an advantage, you know, and we need to really bring that back around. I had a medical intuitive client many years ago who, um, her period story i i'm actually half greek and this young this young woman or this woman i guess she wasn't young anymore at that point she was in her 30s um was 100 percent greek i've never heard of this tradition but apparently in her family she 
she got her her period or she got her moon time she was at a friend's the friend's mother was really awesome about it and like really positive she got home she went in the front door and told her mom she was all excited told her mom she got her period your mom slapped her across the face because it was a tradition oh slap the person across the face so then it was like and her mom always called it a curse all this stuff so in that session we did medical intuitive work around unraveling that and that that alone fixed her periods by the way that is incredible she had crazy horrible periods from day one just clearing that working through that and kind of unraveling the energy of almost like the curse that her mother called it yeah that fixed her periods see this is why it's so nuanced right and think about this all the time where we are constantly prescribed the Mirena IUD for our period uh, pains or our heavy periods, yeah. or we're prescribed the birth control the pill. pill. I just did a post on the Mirena today, and I'm just astounded every time by how many women are not looking deeper because they don't really know that they should look deeper. They don't and know. Instead, it's just brushed off. And yeah. I'm, I, and I keep talking about all of these underlying problems, and these are not things that go away when you decide no, to get on the Mirena or you go on no. the pill. Like this stuff is brewing a complete storm it's a health crisis when they hit menopause and post-menopause and it's a serious health crisis that often i'm an adventure to say causes serious illness and or even death a hundred percent it does that's the thing like when we think about our periods we never think about them like i was saying as them being reflective of our overall health and in fact there was just a study i quoted it in my book because i felt like it was so profound and it showed that women with chronically irregular periods throughout their life cycle have a higher risk of death. And it's because they're not ovulating consistently. They're not producing all of these, the estrogen and progesterone that are super protective of their health overall, their bone health, their heart health, um, you know, their skin, their hair, their nails, their brain function. So when we think about the the really uh, ongoing impact of consistent ovulatory cycles, and then we're living in a society that is just constantly like, let's just turn all that off. Exactly. It's a, it's a dichotomy. We really are caught and confused because our doctors yes. are telling us one thing, which I understand. Yes. Like I get this is the way it's been, you know, people have been trained, but it's, they've you know, been trained. They haven't bias. had other training. Yeah. yeah. But and it medical is. bias just plays a huge role. It's like, oh, women's bodies are too complicated, they're way too mysterious. Let's just not even do there's it. a there's a medium-sized problem, so let's give this woman a hysterectomy. By the way, that's the other thing I hear a lot of, and I'm like, oh, I wish that there was another another way, or you know, people advocating for something different, but they don't know. No, unfortunately. They don't. So that, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully at least we can bring that forward. Um, I you know and certain extreme cases there's maybe there's a a case for a synthetic hormone replacement but really from my perspective that is the absolute last resort because Mm -hmm. i hear about all of the havoc it wreaks whether it's you know synthetic birth control that marina iud absolutely that releases hormones or even you know the synthetic thyroid hormone replacement Instead, there are, you know, natural desiccated pig thyroid options that can be used that have that cause less problems as well. So across the board, just uh, hopefully we can inspire women to look deeper and advocate for themselves 
And to yes. find those integrative and functional medicine physicians to talk to people like Nicole or me, you know, we do different things, obviously, but to look for other answers and don't just, you know, blindly respond to what seems like a semi-authority figure from a doctor because they absolutely, you know, 99.999% of the time have our best interest at heart, but they just aren't trained in all of these things in, in medical school. So we have to go deeper and look elsewhere and advocate for our own health. Yeah. Oh, amen to that. I could not agree mm -hmm. with you more. Yeah. Yes. Nicole, thank you so much for being here. I'm so glad we got to chat. We need to have you back on to maybe we can have you back on at some point and have our listeners send in their questions and then you can fix their periods. That would, that would be so awesome. I feel like we could literally talk about this all day long because we really could. So many different problems that women yeah. experience. So absolutely, I would be thrilled to come back. I'm excited for our listeners to read your book and listen to your podcast. I'm going to listen to your podcast too, actually, because I'm very interested in this stuff anyways. And um, I'm sure I'll pick up lots of amazing tips. So thank, thank you so you much so for much. being here. Where can our listeners find you? So you can all find me on my website, NicoleJardin.com. I have tons of articles on there on all of these topics. I'm also on Instagram, just Nicole M. Jardin. And uh, you can also find my podcast is The Period Party, pretty much wherever podcasts are played. The Period Party. I know. <laughs> I love that. I try to keep this stuff light. <laughs> I love it's that. It's so serious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I those are the things you can find me. And then my book is on fixyourperiod.com. There's a bunch of bonuses that go with it. So that's Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Yay. Thank you. Well, Thanks everyone, so thank you for being here, Nicole. Thank you. Yes, and thank you all for listening to Happily Holistic. We wish you a joyful day. Thanks for listening to Happily Holistic with me, Amy Lee Mercree. You can find out more about the show on amyleemercree.com on the podcast page. Please stop by your favorite social platform and leave me a comment. I'd love to hear how you liked today's show and what topics you'd like me to cover in the future. Come find me on Instagram and Facebook at amyleemercree.com. If you would like to see what a medical intuitive session with me is all about, hop on over to the work with me page on amyleemercree.com. Until next time, stay happily holistic.